Attention campers, we now have Yule Lad specific merch for the holiday season. If you'd like to celebrate Icelandic style, please follow the link in our description for our Tee Public storefront. If you'd like more from camp, we are also now featuring bonus episodes for patrons for a small fee. As ever, we love to hear from you, so please tell us your ghost stories by emailing us at letterstocamp at gmail.com. You can also help us out by reviewing and rating us on Apple Podcasts. We know you have many spooky podcasts to choose from, so we thank you for choosing Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. The episode will begin shortly. Hey, Audi, you're listening to Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. I'm Katie Wiggins. I'm Morgan Campbell. I seem to be losing my battery. Ah, I'm sure it'll last for the duration of... Anyway, um... By the time this episode comes out, it will be December. (gasps) Thank God. I'm sure I'm already fully decorated for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm there. I'm sure I will be, right? (laughs) Order your Christmas gifts now if you're doing, like, local artists or Etsy. Give them time to create and ship. Hopefully you've already ordered. Good idea. I think I'll I'll probably open up to maybe like three painting commissions for the month of December to get there by the time for Christmas, but I will not be doing more than that, I don't think. So you can check the, I'll put a link. I do, I do pet commissions and and portraits and and you can check those out to see if you can snag one of those spots. Um, Mm -hmm. Morgan and I have a long history of... Of being Christmas time pals, mm-hmm. because after school on the half day before Christmas break, we would go to your Mimi's house and yes. punch cookies out of a weird machine. The little, little, like, the little, like, it's almost like a cop gun. Yeah, the little <laughs> cookie gun that just like poops out cookies through a, through yeah. a, like a shape. That was so crazy. It's like a Play Doh toy. Yeah. It was exactly like a Play Doh toy. It's like literally the exact same mechanism. Totally. <laughs> Except for it makes delicious little sugar cookies. And we'd listen to whatever ridiculous boombox CD Christmas album, Christmas adjacent album she had. It wasn't whatever was there. It was also some some choice musical soundtracks on CD. (laughs) Um, Some wonderful, yeah, it was really fun. They would just fill that little house with the snortings of girls <laughs> with uh, with their polos untucked from their... Oh, you gotta let loose after school. You gotta oh, untuck yeah. that polo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a status symbol. Low backpack? No worries. So what are you gonna talk to me about? Okay, so I'm still on this road trip. We're on this road trip together. Oh my god, I forgot. We've been driving for so long, I just thought this was my life now. It is. I'm, I don't know when I'll stop. I'm never stopping. Oh, um, we started in Wisconsin. We made our way to Iowa. We last saw Missouri. Yeah. And believe it or not, there's a little teeny, teeny, tiny bit. Well, not teeny, tiny, but a little bit of Missouri connected to Kentucky. Oh, cool, cool. So we're going to go to Kentucky next. Great. Kentucky seems cool. Yeah, we've done a couple Kentucky episodes. I did like a sanatorium, the Waverly mm, mm-hmm. something. Um, this I took from an episode of Haunting in the Heartland. I've done that a couple times, just mm-hmm. like local Hauntland heart- hauntings, always very upsetting. <laughs> Hauntland <sad> heartlings. <laughs> heartlings <laughs> hauntings. 
it's a Steve Shippy, and he's a paranormal investigator that is from that area, and he just travels around and finds spooky stuff. He never like introduced his team. I don't know if he's got like a regular team that's like active in the show, but mm-hmm. this is a crazy one. So there's also a part where I there's a picture I need everyone to see, but I can't screenshot the show on my phone. I guess I watch it on Sling and Sling has some sort of technology where when you screenshot it, it's just a black screen. Huh. Like the captions are still there. Very okay. weird. So I'm going to find that image and send it to y'all because it's insane. But we're going to get into a little bit of the history of the town of Hebron, where they are. Um, it was established in 1854 around a church. And it seems like the town just grew around this church. Mm-hmm. And this church is, like, right next to this house that we're getting into. Um, This house is, like, always mysteriously on the market. It's, like, always vacant. Mm-hmm. And our main woman, Allison, was in between housing. Her rent was going up. She was looking for other options. And she saw this house and she felt drawn to it. She said it felt to her like the home that she was raised in. So she moved in with her boyfriend, Tony. Allison... She's got a lot of tattoos. She's a little bit older. She's kind of a severe woman, maybe. She looks like a boat person. Maybe spent a lot of time on a boat. Oh, wow. Very um, That is a very, very diplomatic way <laughs> to describe like a former biker woman. Yeah, very Alaskan vibes. She seems outdoorsy. <laughs> she seems homespun. She seems like the texture of a very expensive leather bag. She's giving luxury. Very luxurious. And Tony is bald with the beard, of course. Oh, the look. He somehow still looks a lot older than her, mm-hmm. but I don't think he is. And he's very, like, mild. Yeah. So, And he tracks. seems really sweet. So that's the couple we're working with, um... And they said that immediately upon moving in, paranormal stuff started happening to them. And they're desperately reaching Jeez. out to Steve Shippy to help figure out what's going on and solve the problem because Allison just can't handle it anymore. Is it it's a getting rural really area? Very rural. Because when you I don't said know how it, big the town is, but it's small, small, small. When you mentioned that it's just a church and like a little town that built up around the church, I'm just imagining like a literal clearing in the woods and like a church at one end and like their house right to, to the direct right. When they did an aerial view, it looked like every small town ever. Wow. Okay. Well, I, it that narrows it down and widens it out. But I, I get, what you, <laughs> I get what you're saying. <laughs> so she said that she can't explain it but there's an obsession between the house and herself so there's already a very like cryptic weird vibe going on with allison in this house okay so steve he's heading to the house he's talking with allison and tony they're talking about the history of themselves in the house how they rent the house from the church next door so the church is their landlord Huh. Which is very weird. Um, No. (laughs) And also, it's not like a fenced-in, gated situation. It's very open. So they've, like, they can just walk to the church in their backyard. And behind the house is a cemetery. I wonder if their house used to be... A cemetery. (laughs) It was the original spot for the cemetery. (gasps) 
So there might be unmarked bodies, moved grave, like they're just under them. Maybe there's a whole slew of potential ickiness going on with this. So we're gonna kind of walk through the house. It's a very standard looking house. There's nothing like notable about the way it looks. A lot of like wood paneling on the walls. Just basic house, very simple. Um, she's going through some experiences that she's had a lot of physical altercations. She's been scratched a lot, poked, just anything, just physical stuff all the time. One day she was doing dishes at night and she looked out of the window and she saw two young children playing hide and seek in the cemetery by her house. Uh And she really quickly just like went to turn the sink off or whatever and looked up and they were gone. And she was very sure that it was something paranormal. Mm. Um, she said that the activity started actually the day they were moving in as they were holding boxes and walking into the house. Her <laughs> daughter said, who's that man in the basement? And they both, for some reason, there's a very tall window in the basement. And they saw a man staring at them through that window. I just it- met that call with the realtor. Mm-mm. And they they were in the basement at one point, and nobody was tall enough to reach that window that was on the show. So I don't know how tall that thing is. It was and like felt- one of those teensy tiny windows that like only grabs the little bit of sunlight. It like was above a little bit. It was like a half normal size window almost. They describe this man as looking like Abraham Lincoln, like just very tall. He kind of had the same stereotypical hat, very old timey looking. Um, For Tony, though, I don't know if he's ever seen anything in this house. He just hears things. When he's in the basement, he often hears doors opening throughout the house. When he's, like, especially home alone, he'll hear it. (laughs) Just very, like, bad vibes. If I ever move into a home with a basement, I'm just going to fill it with concrete. That's probably the safest bet. (laughs) And while they were in this basement on the day one, just interview walkthrough she allison recoiled in pain and she lifted her shirt and she had fresh scratches like all over her stomach like they hadn't even turned red yet they were still white so shippy was getting real concerned so we had her leave the room for a while and she they interviewed her and talked about she's gotten scratched on the neck on the chest on the stomach Once she was in the backyard with a group of her friends and they were all just sitting and chatting and all of a sudden her face started bleeding and she had a big scratch on her head. And she had photo evidence of all of these instances. And she feels like she only gets physically attacked when outsiders visit the house. So she feels like something about the house is very possessive towards her, which is just like very icky. So one day she's in the house with Tony And they're kind of just going over all this crazy stuff that keeps happening to them. They're like, why is this happening? Like, what's wrong with this house? Is it us? And they look down and they notice something on the carpet that they kind of brushed past before. There are a lot of stains, like discoloration in that part of the carpet. They learned that someone was murdered in this house and they never changed the carpet. That was like crime scene blood. (gasps) What? Shippy took a black light to the house and walked around, and there were so many stains. A lot of it was like, it seems like maybe down the stairs to that area is where the blood would have happened, and there was blood on the stairs, and there were splatters that looked like they were attempted to be cleaned up. Just absolutely awful. So 
There's a cemetery. There's this murder situation. How did they find out about the murder? I think they just asked around because when they interviewed locals, it seems like everybody knew about this house as the murder house. Everybody knows that there was a murder there, but no one really knows the details. Again, incredible realtor. Uh, The church did not tell them that anyone died there. As far as I know, legally, if you're renting, which they're renting, they don't have to disclose any deaths. No. Which is really messed up. Oh, and they're renting. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is good, because then they can just get out, hopefully, if they need yeah. to. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Next, we're gonna we're gonna go to the bedroom. Uh, this is Allison's least favorite place in the house. She doesn't like to talk about it. It's too scary. And this is where she, she sleeps. No, she sleeps in the living room. Oh. She's like, it really affects me. Like, I want to sleep next to my man. Like, I want to like sleep shoulder to shoulder with the love of my life and just rest peacefully and i haven't been able to do that since we've lived here so she's in tears when she's telling the story and she says so it's usually in the ceiling (laughs) (laughs) which is not a good way to start a story i feel like so it's a good way to start a teen's you know bedroom makeover we put in (laughs) one of those like um mesh canopies i saw someone on tiktok put one in today I hope it's making a comeback. <laughs> no, that shit is so juvenile. <laughs> Bedroom forts. Bedroom forts. <laughs> no, we can't do it. We can't do it, Morgan. So she's setting, she's going to kind of explain why she doesn't sleep in the bedroom anymore. She and, said that. And her, her, her boyfriend does? Yeah, he does. He's never like seen anything. Wow. It doesn't make itself known to him. Just mm-hmm. her. Which is like really fucked up. <laughs> so she says at night. It would be almost a rolling, billowing smoke that would appear on the ceiling above the bed. It was like the room is pitch black dark when they sleep. And this was darker than that darkness. And it would hover over the bedroom. And she thought for the longest time she was just crazy. She didn't want to say anything because she thought she was seeing things or losing her mind. Um, One night when this happened, she happened to look over to her side and she saw a mirror. And in the mirror's reflection... She saw a man standing at the edge of her bed. And he was shorter than the Lincoln ghosts in the basement. And a little bit heavier set Uh than this ghost. So she thinks there's several things going on, possibly. He was made of thick black shadow. And then all of a sudden, she felt pinned by her shoulders to the bed. She could feel... She could feel his feet wrapped around her ankles. <gasps> her face was turned to the right, facing Tony. <sighs> she was screaming. I mean, it. she was trying to wake him up. She felt like he was trying to strangle her and kill her. Oh, my God. She, she thought that was how she was going to die. Um, oh, my God. As she's talking about this, she starts to get really aggravated. You see a lot of... Like, in horror movies and in ghost shows, when someone you can tell is being targeted by a ghost and, like, attacked or maybe possessed kind of vibe, she's very the the quirks of that. Like, she kind of snaps into extreme emotions really quickly and just, like, loses focus often. So she gets really aggravated telling the story. Um, and Tony kind of gets mad, too. They say that they often have really bad mood swings that they didn't before since they've lived in this house, and she had to, like, take off her mic and leave the room for a while. Damn. 
I don't know. I, I'll, I'm hoping that somebody else corroborates her experience, you know, because if this guy, yeah. if her guy lives there and it's just like, I don't know, I like it. And she's like weeping and crying and being scratched constantly. I don't know. I'm like, I, her friends won't visit. Wait, Nobody what? Nobody feels comfortable in the house. She says that her friends will never visit. Nobody feels comfortable in the house. Huh. Okay. So we do have friends that are like, mm-hmm. this place feels creepy. And I wish they had interviewed the daughter, because she did see the ghost at one point. I wonder if she had any other experiences. Uh, yeah, true, true. Okay, continue. So, night one, Shippy has the lovely idea of putting Allison in the bedroom so they can get some interaction and try and find out what they're dealing with. How many ghosts? What kind of situation? What are we dealing with? Love it. So they ask her if she's okay with that, and she says yes. So her and Tony are laying in the bed. It's pitch pitch black. It's nighttime. They've got all of their like digital recorders and EMF and their motion detector stuff all on the bed. Um, they're asking it questions, and the EMF is actually like going off as if something's responding. Like right after they ask a question, it's beeping and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's she's asking, "Why me? Did I do something to piss you off? Like, is this my fault?" And the mach- every single machine went crazy. And she asked it again. They clarified. Are you angry at her? And every time they were like, are you angry you pissed off? Everything would light up like crazy. (sighs) Then she started to get a pain in her chest. And as she was vocalizing this, the machines were going crazy as if confirming, yes, we want you to feel like this. She, She starts to look really off. She says she's not in pain, but everything feels like ice and she doesn't know what that means. And then they ask her to leave the room. They're like, too much is happening. This is too crazy. We got to get you out of here. Mm-hmm. So, so Shippy calls upon the help. And you got to take T.D. McCroy with a grain of salt. <laughs> this man <laughs> has developed this shadow enhancing technology. He takes like f- images and video. And he made this technology to kind of mess with the lighting so you can see things that we normally wouldn't be able to see. He essentially just is looking for ghost faces. Okay. So they went through the whole house with video and they are gonna send him all the footage so he can see if he sees anything. And we do get a really haunting image back which is something I will have to figure out how to send you later. <laughs> right. <laughs> startling. What's this guy's name again? T.D. McCroy. T.D. T.D. McCroy. T.D. McCroy. <laughs> So it's the next day. Um, This is when they interview some locals, show the aerial footage of the town. No one really knows about the house in detail. They just know it's the murder house. Damn, what the fuck? So Shippy actually finds the attorney, Brad Fox, of the man who committed the murder in the house. (laughs) So it was not that long ago, apparently. They didn't give a year. But... This guy is painting the murderer in a pretty nice light. So he's saying that this couple, a married couple, went to dinner. They left in, They left to go home in separate vehicles. When they came back, she picked a fight with him and came at him with a kitchen knife. Then they verbally fought. And then he bludgeoned her to death. <gasps> oh my god. And that he's incredibly remorseful and... He confessed and he didn't mean to hurt her and 
Their two sons were shocked that he would have done such a thing. He's not that type of person. And he passed away in prison very shortly after he was sentenced. Damn. Well, clearly he is that type of person. Yeah. Holy shit. And they never changed the carpet. I'm so mad about that. I'm so mad about that. That is really fucking horrific. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I recently... I don't know where I heard this ghost story. I've heard hundreds of ghost stories with no fucking idea where they come from. Um, But I recently heard or saw a ghost story about a woman moving into an apartment complex, like a loft, and uh, she pulled up this like weird square of carpet that was in there that they said, the apartment said they had put it there because they were like... They were like testing something out or they were just like mm-hmm. seeing how how it, it, it worked in the space or something or that they would eventually fill in the rest or something like that. But she pulled it up and there was like a huge stain and she was like, Ugh. Oh, no. and then she looked into it because she was experiencing a lot of weird paranormal stuff and found out that someone had killed themselves <gasps> like the last person that had lived there had killed oh, themselves my God. and they had just like thrown a square of carpet over like the loft floor like the concrete floor where the stain had been and then she broke her lease (laughs) yeah good Good. isn't that crazy you'd think that they would have had the technology to get a blood stain out of concrete but i mean the technology is you paint it like i i I don't know that there is You'd probably have to use some sort of, like, crazy solvent or something to, like, get it off, but... Ugh. Yeah, man. I heard that the cops usually don't, like, call in the cleaning crew after a crime scene. Like, you're just in charge of figuring it out. They'll, like, refer you to people if you ask. Oh, Jesus. It's like, that is such a traumatic, awful... (laughs) Yeah, baby! (laughs) Woo! So... Right after Shippy met with this attorney and learned a little bit of the history of the situation, he was informed that Allison was panicking and wanted to cancel the episode altogether. So he went to her house to try and talk with her and Tony and kind of figure out (laughs) what her hesitations were and see if they could make her comfortable enough to let them stay. Um, They would not let the crew, she wouldn't let the crew in the house. It was just Shippy and one camcorder and Tony Mm -hmm. and Allison. And they were talking in the living room, and immediately when he came in, or before he came in, Tony was like, she's very emotional. I don't know how she's going to react to this, but she can be violent. And he looked really scared. Like, Tony looked very afraid of what his girlfriend was going to do. Jeez Louise! But once he walked in, she was crying and apologetic and like, I'm so sorry to do this to you. I've been crying literally all day. I I can't stop either being incredibly sad or very, very pissed. And she's like, I don't know how to explain the emotions I'm feeling. Then she kind of snapped and got strange. It was, she was talking with her husband and then she became quiet and was pointing at Chippy, but not looking at him. She never really made eye contact with people once she got like this. And she said... You're way more aggressive than we're used to. Just very calmly. And then she said it again. And he said, are you, are you talking about me? And she's like, 
yes, you're way more aggressive than we're used to. And Tony asked, who is we? The Christian devil and my two henchmen. (laughs) Then she's got something she's filling with in her hands and she tightens really hard and she starts crying and saying, I don't know, I'm so scared. I've got a lot of unshared fears that I deal with daily and I've never told anyone. So she kind of snaps back into how she was when they walked in the room. Never explained who the we was. And Shippy asks if she wants to keep going. And she says, sure. And Tony's very adamant about getting this fixed. So he like kisses her on the head and embraces her and has a really sweet moment. Then they send them off to the hotel so they can like have separation from the house for a day while they investigate. If I can give them one night of peace. Pretty much. I'll give it to them. I feel like paranormal investigators, for some reason, are very involved with the lasting relationships of the people they meet. They're like, they're, I need, they need to, for them, for their marriage, they need to stay together. Most important of all, they need to stay together. Because so I don't think care. a lot of people like to position themselves as heroes and saviors. Mm-hmm. And, That's um, that should be. And when it comes to the paranormal landscape, um, <laughs> Shit gets shit gets biblical and complicated really fast. <laughs> so Shippy goes to the public library to try and get as much history of the house that he can. Ooh. He meets with Bridget Stryker, library local librarian. <laughs> um she kind of explains that they're able to do like essentially a genealogy of a house, just kind of find all the history that they yeah, can through the, the house. renter's history and the ownership and the church <laughs> tell me everything and she doesn't really have a lot to offer she mentions that the whole area is kind of historically filled with turmoil like Boone County during the Civil War it was a slave holding county mm. and state right off the Ohio River and a lot of families were divided And in 1955, adjacent to the house, a very small plane was taking air, and another small plane was coming towards it, and they had a midair collision. Not a midair collision. People passed. You have the whole sky. How do you manage to hit midair? And it's like this one plane was like still taking off. How did you not see them? I don't know, but 15 people died. Oh my and god! So, I mean, like, this house is, like, right at the center of all this bullshit. So, Just, like, planes crashing midair. <laughs> the devil. Um, well, I guess, actually, that's all I can think of. Lincoln. Slavery. But that's, I mean, that's marked on most of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of different reasons this house could be haunted. So, um, Shippy decides to do his full investigation in the house without Allison and Tony. He does call upon his, um, fellow paranormal investigator, Mike Palmer. They go, they start at the cemetery behind the house. And it happened to be a full moon and Friday the 13th when they went. Just coincidentally. Sick. That's so great. Yeah. And so in... 1786 that's when the first grave was put on in ground at the cemetery so it's like one of the oldest cemeteries in the area um 
Cool. Oh, did so I they've... tell you that we drove by a cemetery on like the 2nd of November or somewhere and there were tons and tons of people out there like making like um camping out around the graves and celebrating Dia de Muertos like Oh, I love that. Isn't that so cool? I've never actually seen I've never seen it. Anyone visually celebrate it before. I guess I just haven't been around many cemeteries on you know, All Saints Day, etc. Yeah, but I that's yeah, so cool. At first, is because I saw a little boy running around one of the graves, and I was like, "Whoa!" <gasps> and then I looked back, and I was like, "Whoa!" Because like his whole family was like sitting in chairs around, and there were that's a bunch so of flowers, cool. and there were just tons of families around. It, it was wild. It was so awesome to see. It was that so is beautiful. So cool. Yeah, it was really cool. I love that. It was a cultural moment. <laughs> <laughs> so they've got their ovulus this like one of those devices that like they've got words that ghosts can somehow know to pick a word and it says it out loud it's not like a digital recorder it's kind of like the texting thing that is the ghost adventures did oculus am i making that up an oculus is a vr thingy <laughs> okay so an ovulus it just like helps them pick words yeah to okay. say it's almost so they, like I, I think of it as like a, almost like a word search where they just like give a bunch of letters and words and then just like allow you to use them if you want. I've, again, yeah, literally zero so. idea how that literally works. Me like, either. This is very highly conceptual. Not gonna learn. <laughs> so they've got this machine and they're walking around the cemetery, trying to get some communication, see if maybe something in the cemetery is causing the hauntings. They pick a tombstone. They set their motion detector and this device down and they start talking about communicating and they very quickly get the word west and mm-hmm. they know that Allison and Tony's house is west from where they are so they just assume that's a message for them to go back to the house they ask like can you confirm that you want me to go back to Allison's house and they get a can you so they decide to go back to the house i think they were too afraid to stay in the cemetery honestly because they were there for nothing um and they're like talking holding this device walking to the house and as they're walking to the house they get the words lady aggression scratch and then they ask what the intentions are for this house and they get evil so i don't know you know grain of salt with those devices but is it the one that goes no <laughs> this one like they've got different voices for every word like it was like woman evil like <laughs> oh it might be the one where they like open up radio yeah. frequencies and they can like pick from I don't know maybe I'll do an episode where I understand the technology that would be cool That'd be pretty fun if we, the information is know out there. That you've been looking into making some purchases. <laughs> so, I told Ian that I was like, I will get one piece of paranormal equipment and one piece only. I want the Boo Bear. Hell yeah! It takes temperature and it talks if you touch it. <laughs> Speaking of ghost devices, I recently played the new map of Phasmophobia, which we need to do. What was it like? horrifying it was 
giant map a lot of like tents you have to physically like zip open no no which is very scary no, and crawl into Morgan, i so struggle like a, so much just with the opening doors and like a like a of bonfire with like chairs around it and there's just shit scattered along the camp like somebody just like abandoned camp and there's a lodge down the way that you can go into a two-story lodge it's huge Are, how do you get to a safe zone if it's outside there's a gate and it we couldn't we played one time oh in the if you guys haven't heard of this game we talked about it a couple times you're a paranormal investigator and you use all your your tools to go into the haunted spot and try and locate and identify the ghost and we couldn't get any evidence at all at all why and then i heard like a basketball bounce and i heard chains and apparently it can hear you. I thought it was only when you press V to talk in game. It can hear you all the time. So if you're talking while it's hunting, it will come for you. Oh, wow. Well, I'll just. Which is good to know because I was running right into and my going, hands. Ah! And they were like, shut up. <laughs> it closed the door. It closed the gate door on me. That's what that was the chains I heard. It was very scary. We'll have to play it. It's it's a fun time. Oh, my God. <laughs> so. Shippy makes it back to the house. Uh, Allison and Tony are there. They are kind of nervous as to what's going to happen going forward, but they said that being away from the house made a huge difference for them. Like, they feel so much better mentally. Mm-hmm. So Shippy shares that he believes there's a demon in the home, that it's not related to the cemetery or the plane deaths or the murder. He thinks that maybe the demon influenced this man who had who everyone was surprised, air quote, that he bludgeoned his wife to death. He thinks maybe that was demonic-related as well. And he pulled up that photo that that guy caught, and it was a very, like, long, scary face. Like, very demonic. Like, not a human face vibe. Like, just misshapen and hideous. And she looked like she knew that face. She was like, I've seen that before. Which is pretty awesome. (laughs) Um... So Tony's all revved up. He's angry. He's ready to fight. He wants to kick this demon out of his house now that he knows what it looks like for some reason. Sick. So they they cleanse the house. They do a protection prayer. Allison's physically reacting immediately. Um, he asks her if she's down for the fight. She's got to just put the pain past her and keep going. Because if it's a demon, it's going to try and stop her. <laughs> Jesus. So she does her little, this is my home prayer. I take ownership. Don't, <laughs> don't. Things are revving up. (laughs) So they're walking through the house. They're casting out the evil. They're claiming the house in every room. She, at one point, screams out and leans back. But then she keeps going. She is hurt again. And she keeps going. I don't know you. (laughs) They, um, They go do that through the whole house. And then they're done. She says... She feels way better, like she's ready to sleep in her own bedroom. And he, Shippy, believes that it's over, but he wants to check in the next day. They slept in the bedroom all night. They slept better than they have in a long time. She can't stop smiling. She's excited to host. She's ready to remodel, and she's just really grateful that they came and fixed it. So she thinks it's totally gone, and I tried searching for any follow-ups, and there was nothing. So I think... They might have cast out whatever was there, whether it be a demon or not. Mm-hmm. Potentially a million different things. 
It's gone for now. <laughs> but yeah. Kentucky. Oh, wow. I wonder how the church, the landlords, felt about all this. I'm surprised they... Maybe they didn't tell them they were filming. You know what's hilarious? A haunting is something they could literally ask their landlords to handle. Like, yeah. the church is, like, theoretically qualified to... <laughs> yeah, their landlord <laughs> is know, literally equipped darkness. <laughs> and so they could, like, put in a work order for... Yeah. Like extracting spirits and, you know, the church, still a landlord, chose to ignore their responsibility to their tenants <laughs> and leave it up to Steve Shippy. I would be fighting. So I, I will die on that hill. If I had that stained carpet, they would be fixing that carpet. They would be putting a new carpet. There oh, would be a deep if, clean with a blacklight inspection. If I, if that happened, I would have them send me to... Start a new life in Quebec. Like, I, I'm not. No. Sorry. It's so traumatic. The whole. It's so weird that the whole, like, the center of this town is where all the shit happens. I'm still picturing it sort of like the movie The Witch, where they're just, like, mm. surrounded by woods and it's just, like, a sparse. You don't have to. I won't shatter your dream. Yeah, please don't. Um. <laughs> Very, yeah. very moody. Very mystical. Yeah. <laughs> very dark. I wish. <laughs> no, yes, it is, Morgan. It Hush. is. You're right. You're right. No, you're right. Shut up. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Good. Okay. Is that, is that the, f there's That's no follow-up. All right. There's great. No follow -up. Oh, God, where will we go next? So many states border Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Am I going, am I, More what direction two. am I going? Who knows? Will I backtrack? Ohio? No. <laughs> Illinois, baby! West Virginia? I'm still in Ghost Adventures territory. Really? The bubble mm -hmm. is that wide? Mm -hmm. Gosh. Well, when you refuse to fly, you gotta have a pretty big driving range. I bet they have a nice van. They better. Oh, yeah. They've got a nice van. <laughs> Well, I'll leave you guys with that. Have a spooky night. Filled with best of dreams. haunted Kentucky things. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Evil, 